1: Cantamos sin miedo, pedimos justicia, gritamos por cada
2: Wow. Powerful, powerful song.
1: Yeah.
2: <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Salud Podcast. My name is Jose Quintero and I am in disbelief, in shock. I have no words. Se me hace un nudo en la garganta. And it is one of these uncomfortable conversations that I do not wish to talk about, but it's something we must talk about. And I am joined here by my one of my closest friends, my old roommate, Stephanie Monet. Hola, como estas, Stephanie? Hi.
3: I know this is one of those topics that when you told me that you wanted to talk about this, I was like, I, I definitely have, um, you know, I, 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 I definitely have some insight. I grew up in Mexico myself, so I I know what it feels like to be a woman in Mexico and how horrible it is to have, you know, friends and, you know, family members that are women disappear And like the situation right now in Mexico where Fenticidio is, is just rampant. And so I definitely wanted to be part of this conversation. I wish I wasn't part of this conversation. I wish Mexico would get its life together and this won't happen to women. But unfortunately, that's where we're at.
2: Uh, Obviously, there's been so many cases like the one we're going to talk about today and I know we should have probably talked about this in the past, but I don't know why sé esta me tanto. And maybe because I'm older as opposed to the previous ones uh, that I still kind of didn't understand. And, and it's, I think, really hard sometimes as a man to understand that this is something persistent that goes on in Mexico. And you're obviously oblivious because you also live in the United mm-hmm. States. Pero, Todos que, que, que somos hijos de, de padres inmigrantes, you know, first generation here in the United States, we all have cousins. We have our mothers who were born in Mexico. We have our abuelitas, our tías, and this is happening to our little primitas and who knows, maybe our future daughters. And it's something that we need to cause awareness for, uh, for, and it's something that happened to this unfortunate family con la desaparición y obviamente, ultimately, the the killing of Devani.
3: Yeah, that this recent news that, you know, what happened to Devani, it hit especially home because I could see myself as her. Yeah. You know, how many times have I been left at a party or I didn't know how to get my way home and I called an Uber and, you know, this case is just it breaks my heart because it's like you should be able to be a woman and be out in the street and get a, go out, whatever you want to do, and then come back home to your family, yeah. and she was enjoying her life, she was doing what every single one of us at 18 was doing, and she didn't come home, and the whole thing about it, it just, you know, she called for, the, for an Uber, um, and I guess the guy was sexually harassing her, so rightfully, so she got out, and he took a picture of her, that's the last picture that we ever saw of her, and
2: so let eh. me ex- explain, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. And just to give everybody who's listening a little bit of context and you probably haven't heard the horrific news of Debani. Debani was a law student who attended a party with two friends on April 8th. She was abandoned by those friends at the party who later sent an off-duty Uber to take her home. So they knew this Uber. They asked the Uber driver to go and pick her up. Obviously, this was all done outside of the app, not within the app. Something happened that made Devaney get out of the car and she was left alone in the middle of the street, which her father allegedly says that the Uber was probably harassing her and probably did something that she didn't like. And she said, get me out of here so she got off the car as any other woman who probably felt disrespected would do so. And the last picture that the Uber driver sent and sent to the friends was the one that went viral. So the next day when she didn't arrive home, the parents were worried and they started uh, um, a search for Debony And a search was organized by locals and her parents in the hopes of finding her alive. What was so like baffling about all this is during the 13-day search five other missing women were found. Yeah. Deceased. Deceased Ingrid Irlanda, Jennifer, Brisa Eirma. Irma. They were all 14, 15, 16 and 19. And these were the w- five girls. Girls I'm going to mm-hmm. say that were found uh, while searching for Demony. And the most surprising thing as they were they kept searching and searching more women became disappearing so this number continues to rise in mexico debony's body was found in a water tank at a nearby hotel from where she was last seen alive the weirdest thing this hotel had been previously searched four times allegedly and it is so sad like you mentioned that this is going around this is happening in Mexico. Como tu, I wanted your perspective because you lived in Mexico. I go to Mexico and I go for fun, for pleasure, oblivious of what's going on to women, to, to somebody's primas, to somebody's nieces. But you lived there for quite some time and you still have very close friends. So yeah. not sure if you can give us some insights. Growing up in Mexico, was this something that they were always... I I guess they told you, like, oye, cuidado, en la calle. Yo sé que aquí en los Estados Unidos también. Oye, no seas muy confianzuda. Don't don't trust people. Pero como mujer. Uh,
3: Man, this is like, I think the first time I got, like, harassed in Mexico, I was probably, like, maybe, like, 10 or so. Like, I don't even know. I was a kid. I was literally a kid. And I got told, you know, like early on, like you cannot wear dresses like they're really short. If even like wearing jeans was like a big thing that were like fitting, like I had to wear loose jeans um, because men like just essentially harass you. And then they tend to, you know, I, I got told get like te pueden agarrar o te pueden robar. And literally that had happened to one of my neighbors. <laughs> one of my wow. neighbors, mom, se la robaron de un rancho. And then she got, uh, you know, la, la llevaron a mi rancho, a mi pueblo, and then uh, she got married by force, all those kinds of things. So that's, there's many people that have disappeared like that. So a mí me decían, no salgas noche, si voy a salir noche, que sea con alguien, que sea con un familiar, o voy a salir en un grupo. O sea, pues salgo en grupo de mujeres y ya, o salgo con un grupo con muchos hombres y para que me protejan en grado caso que algo pase. And that is stuck with me, like even now, um, once I moved to the U.S. and like we wanted to take a trip to Mexico, to Tijuana or something like that, I I would refuse to go if it was just like me and two other people. I would be like, no, it has to be there has to be men in this group, because I know for a fact it's dangerous to be a woman out there. I know for a fact you cannot go to your day to day life without you know, without fearing that something might happen to you. And the thing is that in Mexico, when a woman disappears, it's it's nothing. It's like nothing really happens. Uh, the state covers everything. You know, they don't investigate things properly, even if they do, quote unquote. It yeah. th- they never sometimes they never find like the killer or, you know, they never find you alive. Um, yeah. You know, it's kind of like the rule of like if you don't come back home by like, one two in the morning they're most likely not going to find you yeah. and it's been sad and it's been true for so many people um so my perspective of like living so long in mexico and i used to still go back in the summers it was like i always had to keep an eye over my shoulder like hasta, hasta cuando iba yo con mi abuelita hasta una vez hasta caminando yo y este es pues el El machismo de México es yeah. is the root of all evil in here. El machismo de México. I was walking with my grandma, con mi abuelita, by the way, on the street. Y un muchacho pasó, and, like, he grabbed my butt. And I was, like, 13, and this dude was old. And I'm, like, this just keeps on going and going and going, you know? And eventually you have women who disappear who never come home. And the state just covers it. Hasta el mismo presidente no no toma caso and he doesn't understand what fem, feminicidio is what the feminist movement is like he just has no idea and it's just it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking because we know i known this from the beginning I know since I was like a kid you know and it's a difference coming here to the United States because yeah we do have You know, um, women who disappear and, you know, people who disappear and stuff are more likely than not. It's not as it's not as bad as Mexico Mm -hmm. in general.
2: Yeah. And I heard a famous quote somebody posted. uh, Well, not a famous quote, but just a saying, protect our daughters, protect your daughters. And this mural or picture crossed that out. It said, raise better sons. And that, to me, was so important because at the root of it, you mentioned it right now, it's the machismo culture. So it is men not being raised well by their parents. Men, a lo mejor, neglecting the love of their parents because at the end of the day, that's what it it is. It's a lack of love in, in a man and a lack of probably um, somebody to look up to. And unfortunately, they grow up and by other men, bad influences, they fall into capturing women, raping women, killing women. And that's what we're seeing in Mexico. And it is so sad and it saddens me that this is something that we continuously have to talk about. And, and ay, 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 como era ah, la, las tres muertes de Marta o de Ana la, en Netflix?
3: oh my god i know what you're talking about yes
2: if you haven't seen this documentary on netflix (laughs) no me acuerdo muy bien i don't remember what the name of the lady is let's just
3: call call her maria
2: let's just call her maria unfortunately when uh and just to give you the premise of of this netflix show and just to give you a little bit more context maria had a daughter and they kidnapped her and they killed her the daughter so what she did is she started rallying she started you know awareness because she knew who the killer was she knew who had done it so she wanted justice so they killed her daughter so they killed her as as a as a mother as she's advocating and protesting and it's becoming a huge ordeal the jury finds that the man who killed the daughter is innocent. Ahí está la segunda muerte de María so, so she continues to advocate and it becomes a huge deal that she even gets death threats, but she doesn't care. She continues to fight for justice because she still believes in justice and at the end of the documentary, and I'm sorry if I'm spoiling it to you, but it, it is definitely a musty because it gives you in context of what is going on in Mexico living as a woman, they end up killing Maria o sea la madre.
3: Se llama Maricela Escobedo. Ma- Mari- Las tres muertes wow. de Maricela Escobedo. I wow. just I just googled it because I I bug me that I couldn't remember her name. Wow. Yeah, the documentary it broke my heart because you see you see the the grieving the you see like the grieving, you feel the grief of the, of the mother, you know, losing her their child who was like so young. Mm-hmm. Y una, una madre nunca tiene que en mi opinión no tiene que enterrar a sus hijos. Like that must be the most heartbreaking thing. And it's just, it's devastating. And that's the story that so many mothers have to go through in Mexico. So many mothers, so many fathers, so many, you know, cousins, brothers, that they have to bury the young, like they're young in the family, essentially. And it's so sad to see. And it's like, we try to, you know, we try to maybe protest and try to change this, we try to change this essentially forever going cycle. And mm-hmm. you know what happens when we protest? We get backlash.
2: Yeah. Bye, men. El
3: momento, el momento que empieza la protesta feminista, luego, luego empieza. Nomás mete, métense a Facebook y vean todo. O sea, pues cualquier, cualquier cosa que, que haga de protesta contra, uh, contra el femi- feminicidio en México, que es una protesta feminista, todo uh-huh. eso. Yeah empiezan todos los hombres i know pero es que van a hacer su relajo y es que es la culpa de la mujer porque y que el otro I, oh god i get so annoyed because i'm like you know what if it was your daughter if it was yeah. your cousins your little sister sure as hell you will be out there protesting with these women and yeah. like oh, it baffles my mind how someone can just be like i know entiendes que van a Van a rayar el monumento, el monumento nacional. I'm like, listen, if it was my daughter, yo estuviera ahí rayando todo el monumento nacional, lo que sea, hasta la misma, hasta la misma Mm -hmm. bandera la rayo. Like, if you need justice, and I don't want this to happen to more women, and it's up until it hits you, you Mm -hmm. know, and I'm like, I never understand that, like, the moment que empezamos a protestar y decir esto nos está pasando, nos quieren callar.
2: Yeah, there was a TikTok video, Uh, a girl was basically saying, if I die, I hope it's during the daylight and not during nighttime, because then people are going to start saying that, uh, why was I out at night and not in my house? If I die, I hope that my friends are kind enough to delete any social media pictures where I'm showing too much skin, because then they're going to say that, oh, I provoked them, and if I die, I hope that it is and basically, she gave so many lists of things that she hoped for when she died, because at the end of the day, if she didn't do and she listed about 10 things, it was all going to go back to the parents saying, oh, it was your daughter's fault. Because even in death, a woman gets blamed for her own death.
3: And and the thing about it, too, is that it's not only the the victims keep getting younger and younger and younger uh, on my research on this, because I, I was researching like, some cases of feminicide in Mexico, uh, there was a case in el estado de México de una niña de 13 años, uh, se, llama, se, se llamaba Melanie, fue, fue, ella fue a dejar a su hermana menor a la, a la primaria, y nunca regresó a su casa, y la mamá la empezó a buscar, knowing that she was supposed to be home a certain time, she started looking for her, and looking for her, she alerted the, the authorities within like a few hours, And they started looking for her. And then she found her uh, raped and on the side of the road, murdered, like literally nearby, 13 years old. And best believe there's somebody out there saying, oh, it was probably her fault. It was not her fault. 13 years old, you're leaving your little sister to, you know, to the school, Mm -hmm. protecting her little sister. She never comes back home. Yeah, and this is in a, in the Estado de Mexico, which is actually one of the places that is the it has the most deaths of of women of feminicidio. Um, I think some of the places that, that has the highest is Estado de Mexico, Jalisco, and um, Nuevo Leon, no? right? I yeah. think it, it just made the list.
2: I wanted to touch on some of the, I guess like you mentioned before, it is safer here in the United States, but the machismo culture and I uh even there's a there's a fine line because even in the United States, it can happen where human trafficking is huge. And we probably don't see it as often and as much as we do in Mexico, because it happens sm- like so much more often over there, like probably like 20, 40 times every, I'm just making up numbers, but. It's,
3: it's actually uh, Mexico is, I think, number four in the rate of uh, feminicidios in, in the world is one of the most dangerous places to be, to be a woman. Yeah. So it occurs to a rate that is known at a national level. I think it's um, first place. I think it's South Africa. Then it's, I don't know what else is out there. I think Salvador and then it's Mexico.
4: Which is insane.
2: But with those costumbres, with how you grew up, knowing that men can push the limits of and boundaries with women y traspasarse with the potential of being abducted. When you came here to the United States, I know you've experienced catcalling. And I know when you go out running, you carry a pepper spray. Because oh, yeah. you never know. And it is unfortunate that you, as a woman, have to be three, four, five times as careful. And there have been moments where you've come home, when we used to live together, furious, livid, because men had called you, so te les quisiste poner al tu por tu. And let's be honest, even though you've had uh, uh, pepper spray and, you know, no te dejas... It's still a very dangerous situation.
3: Yeah, you can't. Honestly, that's the main reason why I started running on groups. And that's the main reason why now, like I haven't had my, since we moved and everything, I haven't, I haven't had time to like commute to LA to go with my group. So I kind of stopped running on my own and all together because I, I don't feel comfortable going out in a place knowing that I'm going to do X amount of miles on my own. Because I know there is a chance that someone can like, snap, you know, maybe not snatch me or anything, but they can be calling me that, you know, they could sexually harass, harass me. Like, I don't feel comfortable. And it's like, I don't feel comfortable here. And I'm in a place where it's a little bit better when it terms to being a woman. Like, I could imagine what my cousins are going through mm-hmm. in Mexico. I know for sure one of them, like, she she also stopped running she used to run a lot with her sister and they just stopped because of the same reason they don't feel comfortable and i'm like man like it's just it's we're never going to escape this cycle up until men learn how to be better
2: yeah Yeah. how to
3: be human beings in general how to be decent human beings so we're never going to get out of the cycle
2: Speaking of men, uh, one of the men that I admire uh, wrote a song, his name's Eden Muñoz, and he wrote this comment on Instagram, and he said, Me tiene demasiado sensible el caso de Devani Escobar y las miles de personas que sufren lo mismo. De la única manera en la que me puedo expresar y sacar todo esto que siento es con mi música Y hoy dedico esta canción a todos aquellos que anhelan encontrar a sus queridos Y también a todos aquellos que anhelan a ser encontrados Con mucho amor y respeto siempre So let's go ahead and listen to this uh, um, you know, song that he wrote And then we'll be right back
0: Cuanto silencio en la casa. Sigo sin saber de ti, nada es lo mismo mi vida, ¿cómo me haces falta? Sigue tu olor en el aire, tus cosas intactas. Fotos, y sigo sin la all
2: right so what did you think of that song?
3: Man, I don't a lot of emotions are going through my head, you know. Um I research a lot into this topic and it's just sometimes music music actually has a way to put like your emotions into words. I like it. I, I really do. It's yeah. sad. It's it's sad. It makes me so sad because I know there's so many women out there, you know, que todavía no les han dado el nombre de regreso. Yeah. And they're still waiting to be found. And I'm just, this this whole case with the um, Vani, I'm like.
2: Yeah. I, I Habías puesto tú unas notas in the chat that said, en lo que va del año, it, like as of April 25th, 55 women have disappeared in Nuevo León. La crisis de este estado se enmarca en una espiral todavía mayor en México cada día. So in Mexico, there's 11 Oh, desaparecen siete y once son asesinadas. So seven disappear and 11 are killed. A and, day.
3: Oh, and this is actually might not be accurate. I actually wanted to touch on on this, and okay. on the statistics behind, behind the one, the notes that I was putting. Mm. So in Mexico, Mexico was one of the first places to put um, feminicide as a... Um, as in, like, you're able to be charged with this crime.
2: As a... you Wait, you can be charged... As a feminist, just for being a oh, feminist, uh,
3: for, for for feminicidio. Oh, okay. Like it's just not a homicide; it's feminicidio. But there has to be multiple, uh, multiple, essentially um, sections that have to be checked off in order in order for you to be charged with it. And the thing is that the, those sections have to prove that you had a relationship or something, or that you were abused prior to being murdered. So this this whole system, how they track it, is actually a little bit off already. And we already know that um, Mexico tends to essentially color the facts in.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
3: siempre maquillan las estadísticas de este tipo de cosas. So I would not be surprised if the number is actually way, way, way higher. Yeah. Um, también no estamos contando muy bien a las, a las mujeres indígenas que tienen ya una, pre, uh, like, they are probably one of the populations in Mexico that suffers the most and they don't get social services. If they go missing, there might be a chance that they never get counted. They just go missing and they don't know. And it breaks my, it breaks my heart because, you know, they, they're women and they're just disappearing. We're not even counting them. They're not even on the stats anywhere. We cannot figure out what's going on and out there somewhere there's a man who ended up killing them yeah he just out there free living his living his life and a, a woman never came back home and a woman was her life got taken away from her unrightfully and every single year the victims keep keep getting younger and younger and younger per my research i saw some like that are young, they were young as like 9 Nine, ocho años. And I'm like, oh, my God. So it's the age of my the age of my nieces. Like, yeah. I can't f- fathom the pain of that. And um, I was also researching into, like, what exactly is going on. And, in, in, you know, in, in these places where they try to investigate it. And essentially what I, what I found out is that they're not given the pro- proper resources to begin mm. with. They're overworked, and they don't get more people to work on these cases. Um, so it's just a systematic failure in general. And then you have, of course, the president of Mexico diciendo que no él, él no piensa que, o él no ve el movimiento feminista como un movimiento social. Wow. I, I can't Neoliberalism. Word. Neoliberalism. So the and president of Mexico her.
2: doesn't see feminism movement as a social movement, but as a neoliberalistic movement.
3: Yeah. He, so he doesn't acknowledge it as itself. Wow. So you have, you know, Andrés Manuel Obrador. He used to be one of, you know, I I actually saw him as like an idol, I guess.
2: Yeah, I did but too.
3: He, but recently, he's just. Failing and failing and failing. And, and now he's, he, I think this is like also to say like the, the older generations don't understand this.
2: And they got and to go.
3: They don't, they don't. And unfortunately that's what's in power. And yeah. we understand it because, you know, women, we now have a voice that is getting heard at a national and an international level, but we still do not get the resources and the justice that we need. Yeah, you said it's an ongoing cycle, like I have said. It's an ongoing cycle, and I don't know how we will be able to stop it. Let's man has a daughter, a wife, a that has disappeared, that has been found dead until then, then the maybe that we will get some type of justice.
2: Let's go ahead and take a quick uh, break. When we come back, we're going to go ahead and connect with uh, one of my cousins who studied law and is living in Michoacan, Mexico, to get her perspective on this situation. So be right back, y'all.
0: You do it all without breaking a sweat. Like being a boss exec to Tuesday tennis to homework. Why do the kids have so much homework? Family dinners, lunches, brunches, trips to the vet and a weekend getaway that's anything but a getaway. And you do it all in style. Even when you have back-to-back conference calls on top of the kids' orchestra recitals, not to mention your side hustle. That's why we created the fully reimagined Infiniti QX60. A luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene. With premium features like a panoramic moonroof, ample cargo space, and available massaging front seats To bring the ease of luxury to your everyday. Introducing the all-new Infinity QX60. Designed to help you take on life and all the chaos it may come with in style. Learn more at InfinityUSA.com. Now with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information.
2: ¿Alguna vez has estado listo para sentarte y disfrutar de la televisión y luego te das cuenta que no sabes lo que quieres ver o incluso dónde empezar a buscar opciones? Cox Contour TV te facilita esa decisión con el entretenimiento que amas todo en el mismo lugar mira, televisión en vivo, programas en demanda, grabaciones de DRV y música, todo con el sonido de tu voz con el control remoto de voz contour no solo encuentra los programas que estás buscando, sino que también te brinda Recomendaciones de romance, aventura o simplemente películas y disfruta. Si eres fanático de los deportes, captura la acción de golf y baloncesto que has estado esperando y obtendrás los puntuajes, estadísticas y resúmenes en tiempo real en la aplicación Contour Sports. Y si te gusta la transmisión, solo dilo para que lo veas en tus aplicaciones de suscripciones favoritas como Hulu, Paramount Plus, Disney Plus y más con Contour Streamplay. Obtén más información en Cox.com Diagonal contour. All right, ladies and gentlemen, regresamos a Salud Podcast. Esta parte del Salud Podcast lo vamos a hacer en español porque tenemos con nosotros conectados a Angélica Quintero, que es mi prima. Eh, Está enlazada desde Morelia, Michoacán y nos va a platicar un poquito de lo que se está viviendo allá en Morelia con todo esto de Devany y el feminicidio. Bienvenida, Angélica. ¿Cómo estás? ¿Cómo te sientes, Pri?
4: Hola, buenas tardes, los saluda en Quintero, mejor para más fácil, ah, okay. desde Morelia, Michoacán, Este, estoy muy bien, con el tema del feminicidio un poco preocupante, aterrante, eh, por lo que se está viviendo en México, ahorita el caso muy sonado es de la chica de Nuevo León, y gracias a ella se, se descubrieron cinco muertes más, Entonces es triste, pero lamentablemente no solamente pasa en Nuevo León, lo estamos viviendo también aquí en Michoacán, lo estamos viviendo en toda la República Mexicana. Y es muy triste porque lamentablemente para el gobierno mexicano no es algo que inquiete, no es algo que que suene, no es algo que alerte, porque para ellos es como un poco minimizado, ¿no? Sí. Pero sí es muy triste y preocupante que cada día haya tanta chava desaparecida y lamentablemente fallecida.
2: Tú que trabajas en la ciudad, obviamente los tres somos de, de pueblo. Ah, Stephanie es de Ocotlán, Jalisco. Tú y yo somos de un pueblo que se llama Tingüindín en Michoacán, pero ahora vives en la ciudad y estás, est- bueno, estudiaste Derecho y también estás estudiando Comunicación. Pero tú que te toca transitar por la ciudad, Te da un poquito de inseguridad, de miedo caminar ya en las noches, tomar camiones en las noches.
4: Claro que es preocupante. Y mira qué qué bueno que tocas el tema del pueblo. No se debe minimizar también. No sé si hace poco te diste cuenta también hubo sonada dos personas que eh, desaparecieron y a los alrededores de Tinguindín está los Reyes de Michoacán. Ahorita hay varias chavas desaparecidas también de la comunidad de Tarecuato, que son son pueblos aledaños de Tinguindín y también se está se está ahorita este eh, frecuentando mucho eso o sea no no por el hecho de ciudad se se, se escucha más eh, tal vez porque ya es un es una ciudad precisamente es grande hay más este más relajo más ruido y se escucha más pero si te fijas en los pueblos también está pasando es muy preocupante es muy aterrador yo como mujer claro que me siento insegura, me siento con miedo de salir en las calles por la noche, ya no es lo mismo, ya no te sientes segura ni siquiera de salir a algo ni, ni en taxi, ni en Uber, te sientes protegida, porque en el caso de esta chava de Nuevo León, pues se rumora y se dice que, aparte de que sus amigas este fueron quienes la abandonaron, entonces, eh, está el chavo este que le pidieron supuestamente de para que la trasladara, y ya no sabes con quién, o sea, quién te va a proteger, quién te va a asegurar que vas a llegar segura, váyame, a tu casa, a tu domicilio, a donde tú vayas, a tu destino, no es algo que realmente asegure que tú llegues a casa.
2: Y creo que... Dijiste un punto muy claro y muy clave, que cuando una mujer vaya con sus amigas a una fiesta, llegan juntas y se van juntas. En el caso de y desafortunadamente las amigas decidieron irse y la dejaron sola a su suerte y, y a su suerte le encontraron, 13 días después,
4: muerta. Exactamente, eh, pues tú eres mi primo, me conoces, he sido fiestera, Eh, lamentablemente eh, bueno afortunadamente más bien ya no me tocó estos estos episodios en mi juventud <risa> donde me eh, podría ir a una fiesta y me podría sentir un poco segura pero creo que soy de las personas que siempre siempre eh, todas íbamos todas nos regresábamos qué triste y lamentable esa situación que tus propias amigas te hayan abandonado te hayan dejado a tu suerte eh, a esas a, a horas de la noche Eh, es, esas no son amigas de verdad no son amigas y y es muy triste y muy lamentable la verdad es que, que estemos viviendo estas cosas pero también está un poco un poco sospechoso la la búsqueda que hicieron el reporte que se dio hoy miren las noticias precisamente eh, el comunicado del gobernador y ya con el papá de la chava eh, de Nuevo León y cayó o sea según ellos cayó a la fosa o sea y no o sea no es congruente lo que lo que tratan de decir o no sé si ya haya una amenaza de por medio estén distorsionando la información, es muy triste muy lamentable y, y muy inseguro tal vez las amenazas que pudieron este, darle a los papás de la niña para para callarlos, porque es lo que hace el gobierno de México, callan y intimidan a la gente, y pero creo que ya ahorita el movimiento de los feministas, eh, las feministas está creciendo y están luchando precisamente para que ya no haya una más Y, y, y sigamos este recuperando la seguridad de las mujeres, ¿no? O sea, que ya no haya más desaparecidas y que así como salgamos de casa podamos regresar.
3: Bueno, qué bueno ahorita que, que mencionas eso, um, que mencionas que, que dijeron que se cayó ella al, al pozo. Porque lo, lo que yo estaba buscando, esa es, esta es una de las excusas más comunes del gobierno. Siempre dicen que es la rebeldad de los de los de de las muchachas, que ellas se van solas, las que desaparecen, según eso. O a veces que les ponen que la, la ¿cómo se llama? Uh, la razón de la muerte es suicidio. Normal, o que se cayeron en un Siempre, siempre he visto eso de que dicen, ay, no, no fue, fue otra cosa. Y ya lo que yo pienso es que el gobierno... El gobierno pues maquilla los datos, la, vera, la mera verdad maquilla las los, los, las noticias en, en general y no es um, y quién sabe quién la habrá matado a lo mejor alguien, es alguien que el
4: gobierno conoce no sabemos pues a lo mejor siempre exactamente en México... fíjate mm. que lamentablemente en México siempre ha sido así tristemente eh. ahora con el el actual presidente pues es peor ¿Qué te puedo decir? Ustedes ahí ya se dan cuenta, la clase de presidente que tenemos hoy en día en, en México. Entonces, si antes estábamos feos, hoy estamos peor, estamos fatal con este, este señor que nos nos preside acá en, en México. Entonces, estamos de la fregada con este gobierno, la verdad. Sí. Ah,
3: también te quería preguntar acerca de, te quería preguntar porque hiciste un, um, pues dijiste algo acerca de los pueblos y yo mm. también estuve buscando acerca de las muchachas, uh, las personas, pues la, las mujeres indígenas que hay veces que ni siquiera en las estadísticas están, no están en las estadísticas en, ningun, en, en ninguna parte, o sea, entre más chiquito el pueblo o entre más, la, si es una comunidad indígena, más riesgo, más
4: riesgo pues
3: corres, ¿verdad?
4: Precisamente, ajá, precisamente es, es lo que dices, es más riesgo porque lamentablemente en los pueblos indígenas existe un poco más la analfabetización, entonces por lo mismo, eh, mínimo uno está más civilizado en la ciudad, no es discriminación, aclaro, pero ellos, nosotros contamos redes sociales, internet, tenemos más medios por donde hacer más ruido, ¿no? entonces ellos pues de dónde o cómo, si no, si no tienen, una no tienen el medio, y otras no tienen el conocimiento para hacerlo, ¿no? Entonces, y más, y van y y piden no sé, ayuda o algo. Es es, es mucho la burocracia acá, entonces no te van a hacer el caso como tal. Si en una ciudad que hay más movimiento, hay más ruido, hay más medios de comunicación, hay más facilidad de palabra, más conocimiento, te ignoran, te hacen chiquito tu caso, que hasta que se les da su gana andan haciendo este... Eh, la búsqueda o andan haciendo el trabajo que deben realmente hacer como gobierno, imagínate en una comunidad indígena pues sí es un poco más complicado.
2: Sí, y ahorita eh, obviamente, perdón, porque sí minimicé lo del pueblo y de la ciudad, porque sí tienes mucha razón, en los pueblos suceden más cosas que desafortunadamente porque no tienen redes sociales o porque los mismos padres no tienen los recursos para poder acusar o porque la misma policía no quiere hacer nada no se viraliza como casos como Como los de Evani, pero también sucedió en el pueblo, como tú bien mencionabas hace poco, eh, eh, dos muchachos que fueron de- secuestrados ahí del pueblo, pero en un, un pueblo-ciudad como de au- una hora de diferencia, en Jiquilpan, y, y vemos muchos casos donde mujeres e incluso hombres no llegan, no regresan a la casa. Aquí afortunadamente, no sé cuántos días estuvieron desaparecidos estos muchachos del pueblo que sí los regresaron porque... El mismo pueblo y sus alrededores hicieron, como tú bien dices, protestas y protestas como que no muy comunes. Me acuerdo que incluso te estaba pre- pre- preguntando a ti, Pri, por qué habían quemado un camión, por qué la gente de, de pueblos cercanos había quemado camiones y no querían dejar entrar el paso de ciertos camiones o de cualquier persona a, a, a los pueblos.
4: Exactamente. Las comunidades indígenas, esos son sus, se podría decir, como sus recursos, ¿no? Ellos hacen esa presión este precisamente quemando camiones de transporte público, obviamente sin personas, ¿verdad? Eh, los queman, los incendian y bloquean las salidas de los pueblos para que no entre ni nadie ni ni salga gente de los pueblos ni ni, ni nadie pueda pasar por ahí, ¿no? Este, creo si no mal recuerdo 13 días los chavos y los regresaron incluso uno de ellos era este sobrino de la presidenta municipal de ahí del pueblo eh, gracias a dios regresaron se los llevaron disciplinan como tú dices y, y tocaste un, un punto muy muy certero que dices que la policía no hace caso la policía lamentablemente se supone que está para brindar seguridad y a veces de ellos mismos los tenemos que cuidar en esta mm. eh, actualmente es triste y lamentable que ahorita hasta de ellos de la propia seguridad que está trabajando para el servicio público de los municipios de la ciudad este, que sea de ellos mismos de quienes nos tengamos que cuidar ya
3: yeah, este en ese mismo tema um, hace hace años ya quisiera hace años este um, cómo se llama agarrar la, levantaron pues a mi amiga a mi mejor amiga que 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 crecimos pues juntas y la secuestraron unos uh-huh. Un montón de muchachos llegaron a una camioneta, la secuestraron a ella. este Y fue ella más el, el punto del... O sea, pues, la agarraron a ella porque es la menor y es la es la, la, mujer, la única mujer que no tenía esposa en ese momento de su familia también. Por eso la agarraron a ella. Y afortunadamente, afortunadamente sí la encontraron. Pero hiciste un buen punto en eso porque tu hermano de ella él trabaja para el gobierno de México y él trabaja en, en cosas este a lo que yo entiendo que como para, para ver así para ver los, a los narcos o algo así para, para ver dónde están y él pudo agarrar a alguien que pudo localizar el, el celular de ella y así fue como la hallaron, porque la policía les dijeron y la es, policía ni hizo nada <ríe> les, les valió exactamente
4: es que es, es, es triste lo que se vive aquí en México, porque en México así funcionan las cosas Si estás metido dentro del gobierno, dentro de, tienes palancas, fácil, a lo mejor te puedan hacer caso. Fácil. Y si no, te vas a joder porque no van a hacer nada por ti. Wow. Y La mujer
3: está peor. No, no van a hacer nada, te investigan ni nada, nomás te van a encontrar a lo mejor no. muertos. No. Sí.
4: Con suerte. Y te van a culpar que vida? te suicidaste, que por
1: sí. Que ¿verdad? Aquí, sí,
2: siempre de... culpan a la mujer hasta de su propia muerte.
4: Exacto, o, o, o eres culpable por el hecho y la forma de decirte porque ya andas provocativa, porque ya andas, Ay. eso, o sea, discúlpame, o sea, tu, tu cerebro no da para más y, y no por el hecho de como se vista una mujer te va a dar el derecho de que la asesines, de que la violes, de que la desaparezcas, de que la, o sea, no hay justificación. Eso no es justificación para que un hombre tenga esa, ese grado de tontería, de, de, de miseria en el cerebro, ¿sabes?
2: Sí, sí, sí. Oye, una preguntita para ti, ¿qué debería de cambiar o qué tiene que cambiar en México para que ya no haya feminicidios? En tu punto de Debe vista. Debe cambiar
4: el gobierno. Debe de cambiar el gobierno, el gobierno se tiene que poner a trabajar y hacer no minimizar, no minimizar lo que está pasando, o sea, no cambiar las cosas en cuestión de decir, no pasa nada, no hay tanta mujer desaparecida, es mentira, la mujer tiene culpa, o sea, tiene que ponerse a trabajar. Hacerse responsable y, y precisamente hacer lo que tiene que hacer. Si ellos están eh, optaron y decidieron trabajar para México, tienen que trabajar para México y se tienen que poner a, a trabajar. Es lo único que tienen que hacer. Hacer ver las leyes y, y en otra, cambiar todo, todo el cuerpo de seguridad en todo. O sea, desde la República hasta el más mínimo municipio, ¿sabes?
2: Mm, porque todos mm. están ahí metidos y con una mordida fácil.
4: Exactamente. Exacto, corrupción, o sea, acabar con la corrupción
2: Sí, otra cosita, vemos que muchos de nosotros que vivimos en Estados Unidos Tenemos familiares en México Y a mí en lo personal, y tú sabes que a mí me encanta ir a México Y me encanta viajar a visitar a mis familiares O me encanta este, viajar y conocer otros lugares de la República Pero afortunadamente soy hombre Y, y todavía puede suceder muchas cosas Pero si va una mujer es un poco más... Difícil y peligroso más, y, más, y riesgoso, peligroso, y riesgoso. Peligroso. ¿Qué mensaje tienes para las mujeres Que a lo mejor quieren ir a conocer a México? ¿Deberían de ir ahorita a viajar a México? ¿Deberían de esperarse a que se calme esto? ¿Se calmará en algún momento? ¿O esto es algo que ya viene pasando Durante años que Uno se va acostumbrando?
4: Mira primo No creo que esto Sea de ahorita Creo que esto siempre ha existido Ahorita se ve más y se reconocen más precisamente por el ruido de los de las femini, de las feministas. Si las si las mujeres siguiéramos calladas, no nos levantáramos, no hiciéramos marchas, no saliéramos a gritar y, y a exigir este encontrar a las que están desaparecidas, creo que si siguiéramos siendo las mujeres sumisas, las mujeres calladas, eso, esto nunca se hubiera notado, pero esto siempre ha existido el problema que ahorita se da y se escucha y se, y se ve y, y, y todo eso precisamente porque las mujeres ya estamos la voz, porque las mujeres ya no nos callamos entonces yo, mi recomendación es que viajen viajen este, con tranquilidad tomen precauciones obviamente igual es, suena, no sé puede sonar muy exagerado así, pero pues que usen su gas pimienta en la mano, o sea, en su bolso, que traigan su algo para defenderse en caso de que no se sientan aterradas, que griten, que pidan ayuda, que se acerquen a, un, a una tienda si se sienten en peligro, o que se acerquen a gente que les pueda ayudar, o sea, pero no, o sea, pueden viajar, o sea, esto no se va a terminar pronto, o sea, pero tampoco es como, bueno, no me quiero escuchar incongruente porque he escuchado ahora las noticias que ahorita supuestamente andan precisamente sí levantando mujeres y sí, hay zonas de riesgo ahorita, aquí mm-hmm. en Morelia hay eh vi en la mañana que hay varias colonias, zona de riesgo donde, ¿por qué zonas de riesgo? porque hay crimen organizado porque hay este son zonas donde no se sé, erradican delincuentes hay antros este eh, clandestinos hay no hay este alumbro eh, no está alumbrada la calle, o sea, no hay alumbramiento público como debe de ser, o sea, hay, hay, cómo se dice, lotes baldíos donde puedan correr más riesgo las chavas, pero también nosotros como mujeres tenemos que procurar no evitar también esas zonas, que si vaya, que si salen a un antro, o sea, tengan la confianza de su de sus familiares, ¿sabes qué? Ven por mí, que no se arriesguen tampoco, no nos arriesguemos a, a irnos este con cualquier persona, eh, pedir Uber, que sea seguro, de confianza. este Nosotros como mujeres tenemos que tomar todas las precauciones que podamos precavir, vaya.
2: Y es muy injusto, sí. la mera verdad. Eh, sí, a, sí. O sea, uno como hombre que puede ir y ah. sin pensar todo esto, Eh, eh, en la cabeza y tú dices ¿Sabes qué? Me lo va a pasar bien, nomás pido un Uber Y todo eso, pero para una mujer es como Que un proceso, oye, tengo que hacer A, B, C, D, E Para Ajá, poder tomar Uber Y ya que estoy ahí A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I Y después a ver qué pasa Ajá.
3: Por ejemplo, yo veo que José siempre se va Y siempre yo he querido irme Ajá. a México Así como de, de, nomás te de mochilera Pero siempre no, El riesgo de que yo tengo De que me vaya a algún lugar y hasta si sí, hasta con familiares me han pasado cosas digo no es sola peor y es una de las cosas que yo he querido hacer y siempre digo ay pues tengo este tiempo y todo eso pero no tengo que encontrar a alguien que o sea pues ya sea que mi no me acompañe ya sea que vaya uh-huh. con familia ya sea que vaya con amigas o algo así porque sola sola no sé que sola en el momento o sea. que yo esté va a ser un va a ser o sea pues
4: voy a estar no voy a estar en paz exactamente o también o sea procurar tener nuestro celular siempre encendido y que a la persona que tengas compartir tu ubicación en tiempo real sí. qué es lo que pues ahorita funcionaría sabes que voy a tal lado y si me siento en riesgo sabes que voy en tal parte con tal en tal chofer x y este pero aquí está mi ubicación en tiempo real y procurar que nuestro celular siempre tenga eh, suficiente pila sí
2: Bueno, Pri, muchísimas gracias por comunicarte con nosotros. Vamos a terminar el podcast el día de hoy así y con el mensaje de ni una más. Vivas las queridas. Ni una más.
4: Vivas una más. las Exactamente. queremos.
2: Exactamente. Muchísimas gracias. Muchísimas
4: gracias por haberme invitado. Gracias. Les mando un abrazo. Muchos éxitos en sus podcasts. Abrazo grande.
2: Gracias, Pri. What a conversation. I think she added some insight.
3: Yeah. It definitely it adds some insight, you know. We, you and I, we have been here in this country for quite a while, and even though we go back and our roots are always there, we still are a little bit disconnected on, on what exactly is going on and what a regular day to day life for a woman is like. Even for me,
2: yeah, you know,
3: I I go back, but I go back, but I go back with my with my family. You know, I I have a chaperon with me. I have my cousins with me. But to do a regular day-to-day life as a woman over there is, is dangerous, you know.
2: my uh, yeah
3: I, I when my friend um, you know, I consider her like a sister, we we were going through some place, like you know we were walking around and she was just like looking over her shoulder. Mm-hmm. A- and I understood where her fear was coming from. And previous to that, we were driving through like this little town essentially um near Chapala and it's very like rural. And she was like, no, I'm scared. Like, there's two women in the car. Mm -hmm. And, you know, her husband was there with us. But she's like, no, they're going to see us and they might want to, like, do something. Like, what if we get kidnapped or, you know, killed out here? I'm like, no, I I get it. You're right. (laughs) You're right.
2: And uh, I I just also found it how the similarities. She said, carry your pepper spray. You know, carry your pepper spray. You carry your pepper spray wherever you go, whether it be for running or you just have it in handy because of inertia. And it is that inertia that is so unfortunate that women have to live through every single day with the fear of what if today is the day just in case I'm going to pack it. As a man, I don't have to live with that fear. And uh, that is a privilege that I acknowledge, that I can walk down the street and my thoughts aren't, hey, somebody's going to kidnap me. Hey, somebody's going to catcall me. Hey, somebody's going to just harass me, touch me, say something very inappropriate. That is not what goes through my head. That is a privilege that I have. And it's unfortunate the similarities between um, Mexican women and women here in the United States, first generation, especially as Latinas that that is the thought process a b c send location pack this okay who am i going to let me find my friends let me see si llego con ellas me voy con ellas as a man see si you con mis amigos hey you know what fool I, i'm gonna bounce like peace out
3: yeah it's it's really sad but in mexico i feel like for us it's, it's more of a precaution for them it's a life and death situation for women in mexico that you know for sure your chances of something bad happening to you if you're by yourself, even sometimes with other people, it's it's potentially higher than over here because over here we have safety measures in place, you know. Um, and we know that if we get kidnapped or whatever, there's a higher chance for us of getting found mm. than instead of in Mexico. You know, a lot of the times here, people who are kidnapped or women who are kidnapped is by someone who they know. In Mexico, it could be a complete stranger. You can just be walking down the street, and boom, get snatched. Yeah. And it's it's sad, you know. It's sad, but to add it to add to her comment that you know, in order to change this, we the government needs to change the policies, needs to change, and more important than not, the mentality and the machismo that needs to go away. That. We, uh, Teach your sons better. That's what needs to be changed in in conclusion. Make sure that your sons know how to be a man and how to have humanity and how not to essentially suck as a human.
2: No, you're right. You're right.
3: It comes down to that. Do not suck as a human. And that's essentially what, what fits this whole thing. I don't know if we would ever see the end of it, honestly. It's been happening since 1990. I think that's when we started keeping track of it, since the the Las Mujeres de Juarez. Mm. That's when we started keeping track of uh, feminicidios in Mexico. And that's when it started making the movement. And we see it every single time, every year. It just keeps increasing and increasing and increasing. And more and more cases, women get younger. I don't know. I don't know if we will ever see the end of it.
2: Yeah, and uh, I mean, just to wrap things up, como dicen, ni una más, vivas las queremos, and keep saying their names, keep fighting the fight. I think as men, we have to also include ourselves in those uh, you know, movements because we just stand in the sideline as we see women protest, uh, feminist protest in Mexico, but we have to also step in Because unfortunately, sometimes that's what needs to happen. And it's so unfortunate that it's like, oh, a man is talking. Let's listen. And it's like you have 50 women screaming and shouting and whatnot. But say their names. Irlanda, Ingrid, Jennifer, Brisa, Irma. The five girls who were found in search while searching for Devani. And this episode is dedicated to you, Devani. Hasta el cielo, un fuerte abrazo y perdón que esto te haya pasado.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank ni una
2: you, más. Ni una más. Thank you, Stephanie, for being a part of it.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me.